Welcome to another episode of Dream Stories. We're glad to be back with you this week. I've got a guest in the studio this week, so Lisa is missing because we only had two cameras and two microphones this week, so we get the special guest with us. So I have a longtime friend in the studio with me today, a pastor uh, now from down in South Alabama, but a long time ago up here in the Birmingham area, Pastor David Cantu. So good to have you with me. Thank you. So good. tell everybody who you are and where what where where you are and about your church and stuff like that before we get started. Okay, we're in uh, Foley, Alabama, in Highway 98. The church's name is in Spanish, Una Nueva Vida en Jesús. My wife is a pastor, and I support her in all that area. And uh, we're ministering people getting saved and people being uh, delivered in a lot of areas. And yeah. We're growing. We're loving Jesus every day. That's good. It's a good thing. Well, we're going to talk about uh, some things to do with dreams today. It's what we normally do with the podcast. And David, so you know, a lot of our a lot of our uh, uh, listeners and a lot of folks who watch the podcast are uh, Christians and in church. But we also have some that are not. Yes. So we just always enjoy telling people about why dreams are significant why they're important, and helping them understand what's going on with them. And you've had, I've been down and spoken at your church several times about dreams. How did you get interested in dreams? What, did you always think they were from God? Or what, tell me about how you got started looking at dreams and thinking they were important. Well, what, the first time is when uh, I was in Advocate Ministries, okay. and then John Paul Jackson, I used to listen, watch some of his videos, and then you got involved with him, and and I always dream. I dream two, three times a week. And I said, man, I, I, I like to get involved in this and find out what God is talking to about, about us in the dreams. Is there anything that happened for you that just sort of sparked you really knowing they were from God? Because we, we talk to people on the podcast about the idea that dreams come from basically three, three sources. They come from God, they come from our enemy, or they come from our own soul. So I know that because you and Pastor Segura have had us down to speak and talk about dreams that you guys believe they're from God, but was there something that, that was there a dream or anything for you that became a prompting to this being important in your life? Well, there was times where uh, we, we, we're, we're pioneers on all this. We didn't know anything about <laughs> dreams, but sometimes that when we had those events where he used to come in to, and dreams an advocate, and uh, I had dreamed one time that uh, I was laying in the bed, all of a sudden my wife turned into a werewolf. And it came upon me, and I said to myself, and I said, remember who I am, remember who I am. And when I said that, she took off running. <laughs> and I didn't understand the dream until I came down here and I shared the dream with one of the uh, 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 individuals that were working with the dreams. And he laughed. And says, he says, no, it, it's not, your wife is not against you. You just have to be very careful about the church yeah. on, on that. See, that's a cool thing because that dream, a lot of people would immediately assume that dream was from the enemy. That yeah. was a nightmare or a bad dream of some kind. Yes. When in reality, that dream is saying to you that your wife was a metaphor. Mm -hmm. She wasn't your wife. Yeah. She was a metaphor for the church, which is often called in Scripture, you know, the bride of Christ. So, so, and you've had to deal with that, haven't you? Being careful with the church yeah. and the way it responds to you. So, yeah. and I had a couple. I had a bad dream twice. Yeah. It almost in two, three weeks, and I said to myself, something's not right here. i got to find out what it is. Okay. But when they, they interpret the dream, I realized that 
uh, God called me to help her and protect her mm-hmm. in the church and to find out, you know, uh, because it, because there's there's things that happen in the church that sometimes you don't realize that's happening until the Spirit yeah. of God re- reveals it to you. Yeah. So I, through the dreams, I got my, uh, when we started learning about dreams, my wife's daughter came in, my daughter, our daughter Iris came in, and I, Iris is gifted on that. Yeah. She, she's the one that does the dream interpretations out there in New Life in Jesus in Foley. Yeah. And she's very gifted. She came down here and she was awesome. She was all, she said, wow, I never knew this. So the majority of the Hispanics in the church, we dream a lot, but yeah. the, we don't understand the dreams. And they come to her and ask her about the dreams, and she interprets. She does a good job yeah. with it. She's been in some of the classes and worked her way through really learning about it. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to finish up that dream with the werewolf real quick first because a werewolf is something that's not necessarily bad in human form, but when it changes, its character and its nature changes. And that's what you have to watch and be careful and guard your wife for with the church. Because, listen, I don't know how many folks who watch this have been in pastoral ministry or different things, but the church can be hard on people. It's not good people, right? Their character can suddenly shift, and they can have a bad attitude. And you came in because of a dream knowing you had to guard your spouse. You had to guard your family there so that the church doesn't end up hurting them. Now, that happens a lot of times to pastors and leaders, but it also happens to individuals in the church. Yes. Just from not understanding things, people get hurt. And knowing ahead of time to guard and protect it is a big, you know, big plus. So that's a really cool dream that turns out to be a protective nature. And then the the, the door sort of opens up with dreams for the church. How does – look – we we're pretty direct and straightforward on the show with with not beating around the bush with things. So is there a difference, say, my cultural perspective and background on dreams versus the Latino Hispanic community and the cultural uh, background there? Was it hard to get the Hispanic community to accept dreams? Was it easy? What's the difference there? Because in my communities and sort of the, the WASP, you know, the white Anglo-Saxon Protestant type community, really, really difficult to get people yeah. to understand that dreams came from God. What's that like in the Hispanic community? In the beginning, you know, everybody has their doubts. But when you used to go down there and teach them dreams, yeah. and they came over and they start telling you dreams and Iris was interpreting, they start, wow, wow, that... I never looked at it that way before, mm-hmm. but God was speaking to them, mm-hmm. trying to take them from one place to another where they can be blessed even more in their lives. And, uh, and you know, we have dreams and we think oh, all the dreams are bad because we see sometimes people coming against one another or they're so uh, stubborn or something. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not really the way you look at it in a dream. It's something that God is working and trying to find out how to deal with it within ourselves or somebody else right you know but they they were they 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 didn't believe at the beginning now they can't wait till you go down there and <laughs> share with iris the, and and interpret their dreams because they know that dreams are from god now you know it's interesting because to me when i look at it from the outside it seems to me like they were much quicker you're you're predominantly a Hispanic congregation. Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that that congregation of people was much quicker to accept dreams than the communities I would be in, say, 
uh, culturally more similar to me. Uh, it seemed like they were quicker, but yet you're still saying they struggled with it. Yeah. So it's interesting how an outside perspective comes at it from one way, because I watched how quickly they embraced it. Mm -hmm. But you're seeing their day-to-day -day walk and the struggle leading up to talking about dreams and yeah. then accepting what God is saying. Well, when I'm talking about a struggling, is this, is that 70% of the, of the congregation embrace it. Mm -hmm. The other 30%, they have doubts yeah. and they and they they, they they say well i don't believe this i don't believe i says it's not i said look god works in dreams yeah and and the way you taught them about joseph and and the dreams that joseph was having and interpreting and the pharaoh and all that you know they start listening and they start through scripture they start reading it and once and they believe the scriptures we mm -hmm. tell them read the scriptures mm -hmm. and then once once they uh it's give you i'll give you an example there was a young lady there that you know that uh she was dreaming that my 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 wife pastora socorro was over there dancing with a couple of the, a, a couple of uh the brothers and sisters dancing to dancing with jesus and she was out there by herself in rooted areas where high heels and and she, and my wife used to call her over mm -hmm. call her over oh, come over here come over here you know and uh and and she didn't want to. She didn't want to. She wanted to be dancing all out there by herself. And then she, then through the dream, they realized that she needed healing, yeah. because she couldn't. You know, there was things in her in her heart, in her heart, in her lives that she didn't want to let go or ask for forgiveness. So she was always separated. Separated. Yeah. Yeah. And and they start realizing, wow, you know, that's something, that's something. And then they start understanding. Well, I never knew that. But then when they start examining their hearts. That's truth. Mm -hmm. I need to be healed. I need to forgive. I need to join together and stop being by myself. So let me ask you a question about that then. Before she had that dream, before the church member had that dream, did she realize that she was actually sort of separating herself from others or had things that blocked her relationships? Or was that? No. She, she didn't know it at she, all. She didn't, she didn't know. It. It's, like, it's like an awakening. And that's something we call a lot of times when we're talking about dreams uh, for folks, we call it a self-conditioned dream. And that's when God comes in and he's showing you something about yourself that you may not realize. And sometimes we don't want to realize it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what's interesting. Sometimes we don't want to know it. But God is good to show us gently dancing. Yes, It probably wasn't all about dancing and worship. It probably had to do with lots more areas of her life yes. where she was disconnected. Is that would that be accurate for mm -hmm. her? Yes. So see, see, God comes in gently and deals with something that's lighthearted. One group's dancing over here together, but I'm dancing over here by myself. He didn't say you disconnect yourself from people and you don't have relationships and you don't have good, you know, and it's affecting you spiritually. He said you're not dancing with everybody else. Yes. That's what I love about metaphors. It's direct, but it's also really gentle. And and that's and that's what that's why we enjoy you going down there and teaching us more because we need to understand and we need to know the difference between just looking at a dream and then what God is really speaking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I I got dreams, but sometimes I I don't want to tell the dreams to 
Uh, my daughter hires because it's a, I wonder what she's going to think. <laughs> you know, honestly, David, that's a great point for people. We talked about this. I think it may have been last week or the week before on the podcast. So we have to be careful not to be like a Joseph early in his <laughs> yeah. life, you know, because he told everybody all of his dreams early. And it wasn't that great for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because his brothers weren't too keen on him well, I early on. So. I, I said, I went to pass the vehicle. <laughs> Well, now, how did with with Iris? You know, there is that family connection there. Yeah. It's easier to it, it is easier to share dreams a lot of times with somebody we're not as close to, or somebody we're not family with. Doesn't this because we've been good friends for a long time? So it's not about friendship relationship, mm -hmm. but sometimes family yes. is just really difficult to share with. But the, the, do you, as far as how you encourage folks to learn? You get, you can go to Irish. You can come to me. Is there a, is there a comfort level in the church for people to go to Irish? Not talking about you because that's a family yes. person. Is that something that works well for her? Yes, uh, we we let them know that if they have any dreams and they want they want to have know the meanings to come to Iris or the pastora because they work together. Okay. And while Iris is speaking, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit jumps on top of the pastora. And she gets more insights. Yep. And that's the way it works, you know. Sometimes she, my wife, she says, oh, I don't think I get anything. But as soon as I start speaking, all of a sudden, whoosh, it starts coming. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's the way the Holy Spirit works. Yeah. It, that's a cool thought, too. We're not isolated mm -hmm. as an interpreter or as a dreamer. In, that's kind of interesting, neat co comparison between the dream of the lady in the church was isolating herself. But God was saying, come together, you know, mm -hmm. get healed so you can come together. But then your illustration there about Iris and uh, your wife, they come together yes. to be able to give an interpretation. Mm -hmm. Not to get one, but to give one. And and that kind of shows something I think that's important. A couple things you mentioned that I think are important for, for everybody to hear. One is if you're going to be interpreting and you're trying to help interpret for people, it's really good to have assistance people around you yes who understand what's going on and can support and undergird and because god does show different people different things and when those things kind of begin to m come together it's stronger it's like something's been woven together or uh the bible talks about a threefold cord is not easily broken when the three strands of string are woven together it becomes a stronger cord so a couple of people who come together to help others with dreams and Holy Spirit makes three. Yes. So that's, a, that's kind of a cool concept. The other thing I like about what you said about it is that you tell the church that dreams are important. Yes. You tell the church, come if you want an interpretation. Not everybody's in that environment where that's open to them. And you know, uh, the Holy Spirit is no respectable person. My brother, my brother-in-law, Oscar, he was only saved a few months when we had the event over here, mm -hmm. and he and uh, he we had a, a, a circle, and all of a sudden, you know, he was right there, and he didn't know, you know, he was just growing on the things of the Lord, and uh, and people and people start talking about dreams, and and they start talking about interpretations, and all of a sudden, he something click in his in in his in his in his mind, and he start talking. And I look around and I say, where did you get this from? <laughs> but I really believe that when there's unity yeah. of trying to find out truth and trying to find out about 
what how God is speaking, yeah. the spirit flows. Yeah. And even on those shy people that don't talk much, he, he told me when we got to the house, I said, I don't even know where all they come from. Yeah. But that's the way it works. And I've, I didn't realize that sometimes I don't have anything, but when I hear Ira speak or when I hear my my wife speaks in, in, in about someone else, all of a sudden thoughts start coming in. You remember, you remember when you went down there and you asked, you got a little children, you got a couple yeah. of children, and this big guy right here was coming in, and you says, and you lo- lo- told that little boy, what do you look at him? He says, how you look at him? He's like a gorilla, remember? Mm-hmm. I remember that. <laughs> and, and then you start explaining what a gorilla does, the, 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 what a gorilla represents and all that, yep. strong, protective and all that. And I said, wow, that's really good. Because you know when you when when a when you look at a gorilla, if you don't understand all the characteristics, you look at it. Wow, he's ready to destroy us. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's something different. And, and that's such a cool thought too, for people to recognize and know that dreams are more than just the things we have at night. Dreams are the picture language of God. And so with those kids, when you ask them, so when you look at this man, what kind of animal? comes to your mind just to use your imagination see kids are great with using their imagination yeah. we as adults have been taught you can't have imagination because it's you know kind of contrary to god kind of thing but kids are great at just using their imagination he looks at the, the child looks at the guy and it's like oh it's a gorilla it's a gorilla he doesn't worry about whether that's a good or bad or anything else just says it and that's a dream in a sense because yeah. it's imagination stirring up something and seeing something, because see, God knows the thoughts before we think them. He puts thoughts into our heart before we think them. So a child does that real well. And so, and, and you get to come out of that and draw out of that a dream that wasn't a dream the way we think about it, but it still was. It was God speaking in a picture language, in a, a visual kind of way. I, lo- I love that exercise. We do it a lot of places where I go because it just makes such a good point, both about how God can speak in pictures, not just at night when we're asleep, and, you know, becoming a little more yeah. childlike. <laughs> and I realized that the more we learn from you, the more you come and teach us, the more we open up to see, wow, we mm-hmm. need to grow on this. We need yeah. to understand it more to be able to help a lot of people because we know that we all dream. And I dream a lot, and I'm pretty sure that those people in New Life in Jesus dream a lot. Sometimes you f- don't remember your dreams, but I remember mine. Mine are small and short, small and short. They're not long, yeah, but they're yeah. boom. And when they repeat themselves two or three times, I, I tell my wife, I say, something's not, it's repeating two or three times. And so I go to Iris, and she she works with me, and she yeah. says, yeah. But see, this, that's such a good thing that sometimes people, you, you have such an environment there that is welcoming and open mm-hmm. to dreams and to the concept of dreams. Yes. And the result of that is that you get people who are open to hear from God and to find out what he's saying, to learn what he's saying. But something you said there is important. That's just about digging deeper for us. Yes. Because dreams are when God's talking to you, not to Iris. Not to me when we're interpreting. He's talking to you. We just get to help yes. you understand what he said with it. And and that's comforting to know because every, you said it, everybody dreams. Yes. Which basically means God speaks to everybody. Amen. He really does. And it's good to understand it because sometimes you, it shows you how much God loves you. Yes. 
Yep. And let me just say something for our, our folks who watch and listen who are not Christians. You guys have watched long enough at this point. I know you know we don't push things on you. But this is something that's important to mention to you. We truly do believe God gives dreams. That dreams come from our Creator. And it, wherever your faith is, wherever your your perspective is on faith, being open to hear from your Creator is just an amazing thing. And it shows there's love for you just as much as it does for Amen. somebody in a church. Yes, it, It's not about, do I call myself a Christian? Am I in a church? It's about, does God love me? Mm-hmm. And the answer is yes. Yes. Which is a, an awesome thing. Um I, I know that um, uh, dreams have impact on things. Has there been a dream from you or Pastor Sakura or somebody in the congregation that's made a, an impact on the church as a whole? Because we've talked about several things where dreams are significant to you individually, but what about having an impact on others, on other people or the church as a whole? Have you had experiences like that in your dream life at the church um on that on that area iris is the one that works with a lot of people but i see that there are people that in the uh in that they're in a group of worship Mm -hmm. they play the drums and they're out and he's dreaming he's always coming to iris iris i'm dreaming this i'm dreaming this so she said she she's she says i says don't be so hard on yourself because he wants to please the Lord so much, so much that he mm-hmm. has dreams that he's not he's not good enough. Mm-hmm. And Ira says, "No, the Lord says that you are good enough the way you are. Mm-hmm. So so sl- come down a little bit and just worship and 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 uh, play the drums the way without no stress. Because what the enemy is trying to do is trying to say that you're not good enough. Yeah. So that when when they hear that, it impacts the church to realize that God is accepting us the way we are." We strive to be the best for God, but not enough where we don't feel worthy of it. So when people are out in front of others, a worship team, a pastor, a leader of some kind, mm-hmm. if it's in uh, outside of a church setting, a boss, you know, an employer, a supervisor, in a school setting, a teacher, whatever, we need to remember that dreams we have don't just impact us. Yeah. A lot of times they will. They don't have to be direct. And I love the example you gave because it's not like you had to have a dream that said, oh, the church needs to do this, or this is a dream for the church. Mm -hmm. A dream that impacted the individual sets an example and a tone for the whole church. A dream that may impact a teacher could have an impact on the whole classroom. Yes. A dream that impacts a supervisor can have an impact on all the people who work for them. And it doesn't always mean we have to tell them the dream. Yes. Sometimes it's just about how it changes us. That's right. It, it, it's like a hunger. Like they listening. Mm-hmm. Say, I want to listen to what they're going to say about the dream. And all of a sudden, they start listening about their own dreams. I say, oh, wow, yeah, mm-hmm. that, this is good. So what they do, they get the boldness to go out there and ask Iris, hey, Iris, how about me? Yeah. You see? But so it's an impact, and little by little, they start sharing it. You know, God speaks through dreams, and he wants us to know what he's speaking. Yeah. Sometimes I know because of the experience that I've been having, the Lord speaks through dreams to, to just let, know, let us know how much he loves us, and he has purpose for us. Yeah. And sometimes people that, let's say, save or unsave, they say, I wonder if God, 
there's a really God. But God is always speaking in their dreams. And when they, somebody interprets it, so that was God. Yeah. You see? Yep. yep. I'm excited. I'm excited. You know, uh, I love, I love, I, we got, we got to learn more. We got to learn more to be <laughs> able to help more people be, understand what God, how God speaks to them. You know, isn't that, that interesting to me that no matter how much we know, we always think we need to learn more. Yeah. That, there's a positive quality in that because I always feel like I don't know enough. I don't understand this enough. How can I, you know, I do a lot of traveling and teaching and sharing on dream interpretation. Uh, I'm sure a lot of the people who watch the podcast, because uh, I know a lot of people find out about the podcast when I'm speaking in their church and things, uh, probably have seen me speak somewhere or things like that. Maybe they hadn't, maybe they, uh, but, but I know I do that a lot, but I still find myself saying, Father, God. Yes. I don't understand this. I need, so I, I really hope that what you just said hits home to a lot of people. God is speaking to us. Mm-hmm. We don't have all the answers. We still need to learn and grow, and it's okay. Yes. Because no matter how mature we think we are, and no matter how long we've been dreaming, no matter how, how well we think we understand our dreams, there's always more. Yes. It's like... It's like a little flame. Uh-huh. And then God sends you down there to in, 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 in teach us and interpret dreams. All of a sudden, little flames start becoming a fire. People yeah. start saying, wow, I want more of this. I want to know, I want to know what, how, why God is giving me these dreams because I, I want to draw closer to him. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a, it's like a little, little, little flame. And when you come and you start teaching and start and they start understanding, they start coming into a fire, they start yeah, growing. That's good. And I love that because that's why we are, with this, with this situation we've been going for a couple of years, you know, I said, we got to get Pastor Michael back. We got to get <laughs> Pastor Michael back and, his, and Lisa because we're hungry for it. The whole church is hungry for it. And we know that there's a lot of people that might say, well, I don't believe, but once, you, once they realize and see the scriptures that you teach and, and interpret the dreams, then it says, wow, I was blind, but now I can see. That's neat. That's neat. You know, we don't, we're pretty much out of time, but it's, it's, I, I love the fact that it's, we don't always get the chance to hear and know that yeah. what you share and talk about has impact. You don't always know that. And you guys are always so good to encourage us and make us welcome when we come. And it, it is a blessing to us to be able to do that. Let me just say to folks out there, for the podcast's sake, uh, the thing I always try and remind you of here at the end, like, share, and subscribe on the podcast, depending upon what format you're listening or watching on. That helps us know we're making a difference because it is true. We don't always know whether what we're doing is is helpful or not. Is it worth the time or effort or energy we're putting into it? So when you like, share, and subscribe, that tells us it has value. Uh, and not that we need your approval to keep doing this because, you know, we're not doing it because of seeking numbers or approval. We're doing it because we want to help. And because we feel like it's something God has given us to do, but it does help in encouraging us in that way. And then, secondly, we've not really mentioned this, but David, you talked about it several times. I'll, I'll just share with people: if you are interested in your church, or in your ministry, or in your small group, or even if you know I, I use church and ministry a lot, if you're not saved and you're just interested in learning about dreams in a group you have, send us an email, shoot us a message, leave us a comment on one of the formats where. 
Things are posted. We love traveling and teaching and supporting and helping people learn about how God speaks through dreams, about how our Creator reveals Himself through dreams, about how dreams are spiritual at their core nature. Mm -hmm. And so let us know if we can help in that way. It would be something we would love to do. And, David, let me just say to you, thank you for taking uh, the last uh, 30 minutes or so and sitting down and talking with me. Amen. I really appreciate it. So it's been good. Well, as usual, till next time, keep dreaming.